Balls are back. Yeah, they had us the first half. I'm not going to lie. Oh, could be Wayne. I think I got my swagger back. Oh, oh. I love it, baby. Them orange britches. Something about them orange britches. Ball hit high in the air in the right field. Going back to Sayre. And Tennessee can say hello win column. A grand slam in the bottom of the ninth. You can't draw it up any better. We just won a basketball game, and we're very happy right now. I made up my mind, and I don't expect to ever look back. I'm going to stay at the University of Tennessee. Yeah! Rid it to do and welcome into more important issues. It is Sunday, January 2nd. We are here post is football season over. Is it dead? Oh, we got a game tomorrow or Tuesday, whatever it is, before yeah. the college football championship. College football is almost over. We're going to wrap up bowl season here. Talk a little bit about just the season overall. Um, last time we may have been just a little bit emotional when, when talking Tennessee. So we decided to um, postpone that. <laughs> Fair. We're always emotional <laughs> about it. So we decided to postpone the the 2021 review until tonight. Let, let those emotions die off a little bit so we can uh, you know, clear clear our clear mind a little bit going into it. Um, we're also going to talk Ole Miss basketball. Um, well, Tennessee versus Ole Miss. I don't care about Ole Miss basketball. Uh, but we'll talk about that matchup. That is uh, Wednesday night. I did my math correctly. Um, Wednesday night, 7 p.m. Tennessee looking to bounce back from a tough loss with, without some of your some of your better players there um, to, to Alabama to kick off SEC play. So looking to get back on the right track here uh, this next conference game. We're also going to gonna talk about the, like I said, wrapping up bowl season, college ball playoff, all that good stuff. Um, I'm sure we'll talk about opt-outs because that has been the talk of the town. Antonio Brown opting out, respect. Um, <laughs> just looking out for himself. Oh, my God. <laughs> In that moment, you're hoping that they lose, right? You got to be. I'm hoping he comes back out and they win. Game-winning <laughs> touchdown to Antonio Brown. Like, like Bobby Boucher. <laughs> Bobby Boucher or um, – What's the movie that The Rock did? The football movie? You know what I'm talking about? The like Disney movie? Oh, the You know what I'm talking about, where he's the quarterback for what would be yeah, the Patriots. He's Joe Kingsman. Joe Kingsman, yes. And he comes out with like the last drive of the game and they have to waste a timeout because instead of just running to the sideline, he runs onto the field. That would have yeah. been, in my opinion, the perfect ending to that game. Um, maybe it could, it could happen next week. I know um I know Bruce Arians said he, he's no plan. longer That's what it is. the game plan. I know uh, I know he's Bruce Arians said he's no longer a Buccaneer, but uh, I, I gotta think if there's a chance he could win a game for him, like keep him. Why not? You know, keep him around. So yeah. I'm not I'm not willing to say never. That's what I'll say about that. Antonio Brown game winning touchdown pass. I just don't really understand why. I just lost your uh, your sound, Landon. I'm sorry. I was hoping it was me and not you. There we go. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I just don't understand. What is the – did something happen 
Like, is there more to the story, or did this just like randomly? So I watched ESPN for a minute because they said there's a story coming. So I thought maybe they'd have more information. It seems like right now they don't know why. They just know how. Apparently, Bruce Arians is like, if you're not going back in the game, then get off the field. Like you're not on the team. And he and he did. So. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, he told him <laughs> Yeah, no, he <laughs> listen. He did what he was <laughs> told, I guess. I love that. After Apparently, not doing what he was told. Correct. I don't know if this part's true. Again, I was watching the ESPN. Like Drake, Jay Glazier was um, was on talking about it. They said that. Apparently, the security guards were about to run out and tackle him because they thought it was a, a streaker on the field because he was shirtless in the end zone <laughs> before they realized. <laughs> I mean, that would have been the greatest thing of all time. Well, everyone's like talking about there. Like, has anything like this happened before? And I'm like, no. If this had happened before, you someone would have remembered it immediately. Like, this was so obscure, you couldn't think of like, oh, this was like this. No, nothing like this has ever happened before. I mean, if in, he, the, in modern if he history, gets tackled by a security guard in the end zone because he took his shirt off. That's he literally would take the goat away from Tom Brady. Oh, that would be the that you're right, that should have happened. I would have paid I would have paid good money for that fight. Yeah. Did you see Brooks Kepka? We are not talking about anything we were supposed to talk about. Did you see Brooks Kepka's tweet? No, I didn't. He's like Antonio Brown fighting a Paul brother before the end of this year. Book it. <laughs> Heck yeah, dude. I'd love to see it. I'm in. Sign me up. Um we are here to talk Tennessee. We just get sidetracked sometimes. Forgive us. Um <clears throat> If you don't like who can carry on an entire conversation and stay on topic, I like I I don't trust those kind of people. But you've got a plan. Yeah, you're, they're, they're too rehearsed. Yeah. You're you're trying to radicalize me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're like a pyramid you're, scheme. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not about that life. So yeah, we, you we don't stay on... in the mirror way too many times for me to trust you. <laughs> exactly. So we're we're, you're a we're tangent. 100%. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they can't go off script. They they can't do it. Right. Um, so we're we're tangent people. Cosign, stay away. Um, let's let's get into football here. And let's, let's yeah, if you got any questions, drop those in the chat too. Um, I think we always forget to say that, but yeah, please drop them in the chat if you got any. Yeah, you're here. Talk. Or if you just want to comment, uh, like you did on uh, Thursday night. <laughs> We're good with that too. We're good with that too. Let, let's let's review some Tennessee football. That's a good thing to kind of kick off, guys. Start, you know, tell us kind of your thoughts now that you've looked back at the season. You had the Paul Feinbaum tweet. That was a little over the edge. I don't like that the national media feels like they're siding with us since the the terrible <laughs> call in the Music City Bowl. Like, I, I want to be your enemy. I want to be your enemy. Um, I don't want you the to villains, like, feel baby. sorry. Yeah, I don't want you to feel sorry for Tennessee. I don't want you mm-hmm. to, to justify Josh Heupel having a pretty good season in year one. He's up for the Steve Spurrier Coach of the Year Award, which is for first-year head coaches. Um, I, I don't need to hear your justification. Just l- hate us. Hate us and we'll hate you and it'll it'll all feel right in the world. Don't don't start liking us now. That's when I feel like things start going south. When when people outside the tenant rat poison, it's rat poison. That's yeah. all it is. Um, so I'm not about it. But all in all, we'll just go our um our, our thoughts in like a couple words and like what okay. like give me just like a couple words like your your thoughts on the season. Um, even if it's like not great, but Hey, we're rolling in the right direction. Something, you know, doesn't have to be perfect, eloquent. Yeah. I I think my main thing from this year is you figured out the quarterback position. Um, you know, that's been the Achilles heel to Tennessee for a long time since Josh Dobbs left. So I feel like just 
getting that under wraps, you have that set for next year as well. Um, I, I thought that was that was huge. I know it took you a game and a half to really get to that point, which is unfortunate per, because you probably beat Pitt if Hinton Hooker starts that. But we're not going to really get into that a whole lot, hopefully. Um, but I, I feel like it, you did beat expectations, <clears throat> in my opinion. You competed with everybody you want to compete with. I, I know the f- scores maybe not – um, show that, but you know, it, if Jimmy Callaway catches a football in the fourth quarter, it's a one possession game in the fourth quarter against Florida. Um, mm-hmm. you score the most points on Georgia, you led them after the first quarter, and or I guess you scored more points in the regular season than anybody, and then you know, Alabama happened, but um, <laughs> you led them after the first quarter. You know, you had them sweating it for a little bit. Alabama could have been a one-possession game, or I think it was a one-possession game late in the second half. Um, they kind of rolled after that. But, yeah, and you beat all the teams you're supposed to beat, minus maybe Pitt, but that was kind of a toss-up game. But Kentucky, Missouri, South Carolina, Vanderbilt, you know, your Cupcake games, non-conference, you won those games and uh, scored a lot of points. You made it entertaining, and – I mean, I, I don't see how you can really be upset. There's three games that probably <clears throat> you get some calls. You know, maybe there's some, you know, clock management issues in some of those games that you need to be tightened up. But uh, all in all, I think it was a great season. I had a lot of fun. It was fun. It was a fun season. Um, Could have been more fun. <laughs> so I, I feel like I might be a little bit more pessimistic than you. Um, I, I Good, not great. That's kind of my first, like, thoughts. Like, yeah. This you you did like you said you beat the teams you were supposed to beat. Um, you had yourself in that old Miss game, who was a, a thirteen rank sixteen at the time. Um, what were they? I didn't uh, old Miss was thirteenth. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, you did kind of get off to a good start against Georgia, and, and I'm gonna and I hate to kind of because Purdue you did you gave yourself a chance to win the game and had it taken from you, but I, I think the name of the game this year for this team. We'll start off. I mean, the decision you mentioned clock management, maybe some questionable in-game decision making, um, the quarterback situation, obviously an ideal. We know why that may have happened to, to why Hendon Hooker maybe didn't get the nod initially. Um, but I think there is some maybe questionable decision making. The one thing I did kind of like on that decision making point there is I thought Josh Heupel was fairly aggressive throughout the season. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and when you kind of have the stack, the the deck stacked against you in, in most of these matchups being aggressive is the right thing to do. So kind of credit to him for not being afraid to kind of go out there and, and, and make, take risk and um, take some chances. Not, I mean, I think the, the best one to point to is, um, Oh God, I'm blanking on it now. Kentucky. When you go down and you get that field goal right before half and, yep. and you're aggressive and it puts you in a position to win. That's probably the best example of that aggressiveness at play there, where a lot of previous coaches would have ran out that game clock to go to the half. Um, so that, you know, I think that's a positive as well, but then I think the biggest question for this team in 2022 is finish and you didn't finish 2021 the right way, you know, the way you'd want to, um, you had the pit <laughs> game that you lose by seven, you're close to finishing it off. Um, and you just quite, weren't quite there. You're just a step away. Uh, Florida. I mean, we know the, that Florida team 11 at the time came off a tough loss to Alabama, not the same one that finished the season, but you know, you never even really got rolling in that game to even have a chance to finish. Um, and then, you know, looking at Ole Miss, so close. Um, and, and some 
some tough stuff to go that go that way in that game. And then you mentioned Ford we progress. About Georgia. <laughs> yeah, forward progress. And then Georgia, you get off to a great start. And I know, I mean, I don't need to hear the excuses as why it's tough for Tennessee to finish against a team like Georgia. But the fact of the matter is you play to win the game. You got to go and you, you got to find ways to finish that because that Georgia team isn't going to change unless they just completely fall apart. Like that's what you're right. chasing the the whole time to, until you beat them. Um, and same goes for teams like Alabama and, and right now, unfortunately, Florida. So, you know, you got to find ways. I think this team's got to find ways to finish even when, it, even when things are, aren't going their way. Um, Cause I mean, you're not always going to get the calls and it does feel like a lot of the calls that are, you know, toss ups or like, you know, that are just bad feels like more go goes against Tennessee than, than not. Um, I don't know if that's statistically correct, but it feels that way. Um, but I mean, I think again, good, not great. And then I, I think just going forward, you, you've got to find ways to finish. I mean, even that Kentucky game, you found a way to finish. Um, I, mean, I, I thought that could be a turning point for that team in terms of finishing out games i thought that georgia that, that may lend itself to have for a georgia game to be closer and then um you know purdue your your question if tennessee can finish it out because the only time they did was really against kentucky um where that you know it was a tight game and they had to go and win it but yeah i i think again overall if you're a tennessee fan i don't know how you can be displeased with this season if you have questions if you're not completely bought in with josh heupel that's 100 fair i'm not 100 completely bought in on josh heupel but I just don't see how you can be upset with this season. Yeah, for sure. I mean, if you want to sit here and say, yeah, the jury's still out on Josh Heupel, I think that's fair. As it but, should be. We're in year one. We're not yeah extensions. But I think you have to be satisfied with where he has this team what he from what he came into. I mean, 35 guys in the transfer portal. Tennessee had zero depth this season. I mean, you saw it firsthand in the Purdue game. They had – when Elante Taylor opted out, they had no one that was capable of producing opposite of Warren Burrell. And Warren Burrell got picked on throughout the season when they realized Elante Taylor was a good, pretty locked down corner um, and had a really good season. They just picked on Warren Burrell. South Alabama did it. Um, right. You know, Vanderbilt did it a couple times. Purdue did it. Um, but they also picked on Kamal Haddon. Kamal Haddon kept having to, having to come out of the game with a – his shoulder kept popping out of place <clears throat> and they'd put it back in because, and send him back out there. And that's just not ideal when you have a guy that, you know, one of his main job is to sit there and press um, and stop, you know, a guy on his route and, you know, his shoulder keeps popping out of place. You put a true freshman in and Deshaun Rucker, he just was not prepared to play. You know, he wasn't ready. Um, you know, their lack of depth at the tackle position, Cade Mays opted out. You know, that was where that um, strip sack or strip – what hidden hooker got stripped. I don't – they didn't tackle him, but um, it was because of that right side. It was Dane Davis. Gets beat off the edge and, you know, they hit hidden hooker's arm. You know, it's probably a different game at that point right. if, if Tennessee doesn't give away those points at the end of the half. So, yeah, Tennessee just needs to continue to build on depth. They just didn't have a lot of it this year. You know, that's – I mean, you can't really mark that against Josh Heupel, but it is a thing that is a huge concern going forward. Yeah, uh, and, and I mean, it's hard to play the, the – it's hard to – every coach – pretty much every coach is coming into a bad situation. Um, 
because the previous one got fired most of the time is yeah. the way that goes. Um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely been difficult for, for them. And, and um, again, I mean, I think overall the season was um, success may not be the right way to put it. I don't know if the team would put it that way, but it's definitely been a solid, like you said, satisfied. Um, you know, you can, extent, you can see a vision. You can see, yeah. you know, if they're continued to build on this trajectory, I, I think there is a bright future ahead of right. Tennessee. Well, and that's a that's what I want. I want to talk about the offense next, and and we can talk defense too. Um, but I didn't really. I mean, I had obviously been keeping up with Cedric Tillman's stats specifically, um, kind of watching that thousand yard uh, spot for him. And um, I mean, I I just didn't realize how impressive the overall individual stats were for this team. And um, I mean, you can people want to call it a gimmicky offense. I don't really. I don't know what's gimmicky about it. Yeah, whoever um, says gimmicky offense is a freaking – a gimmicky offense is the triple option. How about that? I mean, but, like, there's not a ton of just, like, pre-snap movement. Um, it's not the freaking spinner offense. Like, it, they're just going fast is right. all they're doing. Yeah, um, it's a spread, but just uh, with tempo. It's not gimmicky. Yeah, right. I mean, if tempo's gimmicky, is, is Peyton, Manning, Peyton Manning gimmicky? Um, I mean, I, I just – uh, whatever. I, I do want to go off the – I didn't realize just the rushing stats were blows my mind. I know no one got to 1,000 yards. We said that before the season. You want to see someone get there. Um, but you also had Jabari Small, who's bad on injury all year, with 791 yards. Um, he was kind of in and out of a lot of games. And um, 791 yards, averaging five 5.7 yards per carry. Like, that's that's a quality back. And you especially take that when you see that – Jalen Wright has 409 yards. Tyon Evan has 521. Even Laneith Whitehead had 207. And then your quarterback with, with 620. I mean, when you look at those overall rushing stats, like, again, you see the vision. You see that the offense is, is clicking, and this is year one. Yeah. Again, one. going back, you know, you mentioned uh, Jalen Wright, and I was talking about the depth. I mean, it's definitely not ideal to have a speedster running back fourth and goal on the – yeah. the one-inch line in a bowl game as a true freshman. You don't want to see that. Um, and, and that definitely wasn't a situation where Tennessee probably wanted to go. If Jabari Small probably is healthy and gets that. Um, and Jalen Wright did an excellent job of, you know, making it close. I know it was called down, but whatever. Um, excellent effort on, on his part. But right. Jabari Small just hits the hole hard. Um, so I have a hard time thinking if it's not if it's Tyon Evans or Jabari Small, I think it's in there and there's no question about it. Um, yeah, just going back to depth wise, that's something that needs to take care of. And and I think it can be added with every single position. There's not one position where I'm like, Yeah, I think we're pretty set there. <laughs> right. Agreed. Wide receiver, maybe. A lot of a lot of help yeah, in that but, position. Yeah, you lose Valus and you lose Valus. And Javante Payton. May keep may may keep some of those guys around that are rumored to hit the transfer portal though. Seeing those two yeah. exit that uh, that have some talent and I a few touches getting, on the uh, year. Getting high high at a touchdown the bowl game. I, I think that's pretty. That was huge because he he was one that I was kind of worried about just not getting yeah. the playing time um, he expected to get. But I mean, he just got to get more physical, right? Because he can only play slot, and you had Bayless Jones in the slot, so. You know, there wasn't really a ton of room for him. Right. Um, we mentioned those Cedric Tillman going over a thousand yards, um, Bayless with 807, and then Javante Payton with 414 on only 18 touches. I mean, though, like 
very I'm again just selling. I feel like I'm selling the offense like the freaking official Twitter account, which is by the way incredibly annoying after a loss. I just need people to, I need the the football team account to read the room. Need them to read the room. Um, so you send that out in like February, maybe the week before signing day. Um, I don't need to see it. I don't need to see it right at the day after a loss. Uh, so I feel like I'm selling like them. But when you see those stats, uh, your tight ends who haven't touched the ball more than five times together coming into the season uh, had 179 yards and 220 yards with four touchdowns between the two of them. Like that's see the vision. You're seeing it. Um, you have very confident in this offense going forward. Um, it's just, it's the other side of the ball that that's concerning. Yep. Hannon Hooker also had three touchdowns to th- or thirty-one touchdowns to three interceptions. That's incredible. I didn't see. I didn't even. I didn't. I, I wasn't even paying attention to that when I looked at the stats today. Like, that's incredible. I mean, that's. I know the SEC has a lot of really good quarterbacks: Matt Corral, Bryce Young. Um, if he's efficient, though. But good God, thirty-one yeah. touchdowns to three interceptions. I think. I mean, Bryce Young is probably has some better stats, I guess, than that. But he also has Jamison Williams and John Mechie throwing too. Yeah. Um, yeah, oh, I mean, yeah, I mean, just I'm the guys bidding. that emerged this year. Yeah, That's the crazy thing, the, the development from, you know, maybe it was just the they just need a new scenery, you know, somebody to, you know, light a fire in them. Maybe that's what it was. But, man, Cedric Tillman having – eight catches in his first three years on campus. Right. And then to have a thousand yards and how many, I mean, how many catches did he, 64 catches, 1,081 yards and 12 touchdowns. Right. He had a touchdown in seven of the last games. Yeah. And I mean, that's a testament to transfer isn't always the answer. Like he could have easily left after this year, new staff coming in, not the staff that recruited him. Mm -hmm. Um, and just kind of trust in what got it's not and I'm not saying that's the case for every athlete or football player or Tennessee player, but trusting that that what Hypel was saying was real and that you know, um trusting that he, you know, when he saw in the offense was a good fit for him. And um, I mean that's a that's a big, you know, indicator into yeah, it sometimes just kind of reevaluate reevaluating where you're at's the the best best plan and kind of coming back and attacking it and so credit to him for for being that guy that kind of stuck around, and he's gonna get another go at it too. Yeah, I think that's the the main thing is like next year, you just have a lot coming back, um, and maybe it wasn't guys who had a a huge role in this team, but you, I mean, you lose Cade Mays and Alante Taylor, and Theo Jackson is another big loss, but you got a lot of guys coming back, yeah. and I think Theo Jackson is the only guy that's. I mean, you might have some hit the portal, but I just don't – I don't see a lot of guys, that, especially that had a role in this team this year, that are that will leave. So, Theo Jackson is the only guy in the bowl game that, you know, probably are, won't be here next year. That definitely won't. And Matthew Butler. I forgot about Matthew Butler. Are you just talking – are you talking defensively? I'm talking about total. Oh, Valus and – did you mention Valus and Oh, yeah. I forgot them too. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there is a little bit. Yeah, defensively, I mean, it's just Theo Jackson, Matthew Butler, Caleb Tremblay, but he didn't have just a significant role. 
No, he was very – I mean, he was a strong he, – he was a big part of that interior line, especially in the start of the season that I thought created a ton of havoc and eventually kind of dropped off, maybe due to some injuries there too. A lot of guys playing more snaps than normal um, later in the season, going back to depth. But – Who the heck would he, have thought Jeremy Banks would have 128 tackles like three years ago? Right. Right. And he, he uh, was tied for the leading sacks. He had five and a half, and so did Byron Young. Jeez. Um, was, Byron, was there rumors that Byron Young was leaving? The tweet today just seemed like he was like putting to rest some. Every, I mean, everybody's got to make an announcement I didn't even now. See so tweet today, it was just like oh, I'll look it up. Bro. I did like that they finally put Byron Young and Tyler Barron on this. You know the on the <laughs> so field at the same, at the time. same time. Yeah, good lord. Yeah, he just said not satisfied. Got to go harder. So they're not satisfied. So satisfied not the right word. Yeah, hopeful. We're always hopeful. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. The, the defense, though. I mean, uh, Tim Banks has got to kind of find whatever. Which was funny. I felt like when they were playing better, they they weren't getting as many turnovers. It, it's yeah. very strange, kind of how that flipped. It felt like they started creating more, you know, more negative plays, more turnovers, and it seemed like the overall defensive, you know output seemed to diminish. Yeah, I don't know if there was just more film on them or, or what, but, yeah, it just seemed toward the end of the season the defense got worse and worse. Um, Especially through the – I feel like we stopped the run pretty much all year long. Um, I, I think Georgia's probably the only team that just crammed it down our throat. Um, well, I guess, you know, Matt Corral and Emory Jones had, had their fair share of, you know, running quarterback definitely did a, a yeah. number on Tennessee's defense. But just lining up and run the football with a running back, there wasn't a lot of teams that could just run it with our defensive line. Um, now, throwing, that was kind of a different story, but not really until the end of the season is when people, you know, the middle of the field's always been an issue. Tennessee just has a lack of speed in the middle. Oh, yeah. Safeties don't have speed. Linebackers aren't good in coverage. Um, again, going back to that depth thing is like you can't, you know, Christian Charles is hurt. You don't have a lot of guys behind those safeties. And they've been in the program so long, so they know the entire defense. So it's just like, I don't know, there's just a lack, there was a lack of depth there. So you don't really have anybody that can press them for playing time. I think Christian Charles is probably on his way and then, you know, deal with some injuries. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that speeds, I think the biggest one on defense too. I mean, you talk about in the middle there linebacker, I mean, Jeremy Banks is your best and he's about the only one with any kind of, especially sideline to sideline speed. Yeah. And, and I mean, he's, he's big. I mean, Aaron Beasley is right. small compared to SEC linebacker. Um, yeah. You know, so you got to have a little bit of both. You got to have some speed and, and some some width to you too. And Tennessee just didn't have that at linebacker. Um, you know, I know next year they got some guys coming in that can maybe. I mean, again, in the transfer portal, how are you not just going to these? You know, guys like Jared Verse and um, you know linebackers and DBs and be like. Guys, our offense can put up points. We just need to sp stop somebody. Can you help us? Yeah, just a few times. Just stop. Yeah, you want to come play in the SEC? Come on. <laughs> so 
was one Big 12 guy this year, and it just didn't pan out. Yeah, that was – that's weird. I mean, I guess it just comes to buying in, I guess. I mean, that that's the only thing I can think of. It wasn't injuries. It was just like he just wasn't. Well, he did – initially when he first started missing time, it was injury, wasn't it? I thought it was. Yeah, but then it was just – I don't – I don't know. Is that not right? Did he not? Yeah, there might have been some injuries, but it wasn't throughout the rest of the season. I don't even think he's with the team anymore. Right. Yeah. It wasn't – at least it wasn't made clear. Yeah. Well, it says he was ruled out for the remainder of the season, the first article I pulled up there. So, it may have been – yeah, he did have shoulder surgery in October. I don't know when he started missing significant time, but that was – he did have shoulder surgery. But still, before that, he wasn't really a factor. No. Maybe that had to do with it, but – yeah, he just – I mean, the opportunity to start at linebacker was there for the taking for anybody. Right. Anybody with a pulse. And he just, I don't know, didn't, didn't take advantage of that. Right. Right. Unfortunately. Because would, he would have been – I mean, he would, he would have been a big piece if he had the kind of output he had at Texas. Yeah. So, talking about Juwan Mitchell. Um, I don't know if we said his name. Um, kind of anything else you want to look at for 2021 before we flip to the 2022 schedule and – yeah, let's, also, I looked let's up give a, real quick. Let's give a grade for Josh Heupel. Okay, real quick, because I wasn't bidding for Hendon Hooker to have a Heisman anyways, but Bryce Young had 45 touchdowns, 46 touchdowns to five interceptions. So, I mean, as far as efficient, efficiency rating, it's, it's actually very <laughs> similar, but the output obviously was much higher with, with Bryce Young. So Yeah. Um, he also got to play another game, too. He did. He did. Um. Cade Mays also officially headed to the draft. I didn't think – I think that was pretty expected. But um, there was, there's always that hope that Tennessee fans right. have for guys uh, not entering the draft, whether it's basketball, baseball, or football. But, uh, yeah, maybe the the brother thing, just being from Knoxville, maybe gave Tennessee fans a little bit more hope. But uh, he just dealt with injuries kind of all season. And, you know, if you have a chance to go make money, hey, go do it. Right. Thanks for coming back. We appreciate it. Um, you know, I think that's definitely a question mark heading into next season is um, that tackle spot. because. But it's know, just one just, guy. That's a good thing. It's just one yeah, guy. Yeah, it is. But it, it was definitely Tennessee's best lineman. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's – oh, I'm sorry. What were you wanting to say about – Yeah, just, let's just give a grade and, and maybe a guy that uh, – Really stuck out to you this season? Oh, I mean, I think for grade, I think I sat in like the A minus area. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know what that would be on the out of ten. Are we are we doing a grade like that? Yeah, so probably, well, yeah, we we can do we can do letter grade. The bowl game's not going <laughs> to shake me up too much from that A minus. Uh, maybe like an A. Um, you know, you 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 got you maybe got some. Um, I'm a little biased, so I may have bumped you up from a 92 to a 93, but um, but I think an A's A's right. You talk about winning the games you're supposed to win. Um, you didn't have that, you know. You didn't have any of those kind of games to take you to the next level or anything. Um, I, I think A's fair, maybe a little bit too fair, may, maybe sitting in B plus territory. Um, but I think when you go back and you kind of look at what you wanted to do this season, I think you did a lot of that, and so it's hard to kind of it's hard to really down them. Um, and I feel like anything less than an A is kind of that, but uh, yeah, I think, I think I'm going to go with an A and I think it's gotta be Hendon Hooker's your guy. Your season's a whole lot different if he doesn't step into that role and, and 
and be a spark and 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 create plays with his feet and extend plays with his feet and, and make some of the throws that the previous QB one was missing on. So I think it's got to be him and Hooker because the season is drastically different without him. Yeah. Um, you said Alante Taylor? Hendon Hooker. Hendon Hooker. Yeah. Um, I, I think my letter grade would probably be a B plus when I look at everything. You know, you didn't win the close games except for Kentucky. And then the, the recruiting, I, I thought, um, was a huge yeah. challenge from the get-go. But, uh, you know, I, I think when you look at what Tennessee definitely needs, that's DBs especially when you look at the bowl game. Tennessee missed out on some of those junior college DBs, Keontae Scott, Marquise Gilbert. They both um, went to Auburn. So, you know, I'll I'll go B-plus just because of, you know, I think what could have been makes keeps me from an A. Because, I mean, right? yeah, maybe it's officials, maybe it's – but, you know, there was some – chances even in the old miss game with that you still had it came down to the last play um pittsburgh we got the ball back even though that spot is terrible i, I have no clue how it was called but uh we went down there and threw a pick you know we came back with the with the ball and, and threw a pick and then in the purdue game you know maybe the clock wasn't managed great but there should have been a um call on cedric tillman and it was not right. called. So I, I'll go. I'll go B plus. I feel like I should have won that game anyway. With you know who uh, Purdue is missing, and but you're missing some too. But it, the defense just really kind of. I know the offense had its issues too, but the defense just. That was one of the. That was they remind me of Troy. Right. I know Purdue's a lot better than that Troy team from 2012, but that's exactly what it reminded me of. <laughs> uh, I'll gas. Bring up bad memories. memories. <laughs> uh, who's your player? Who's your guy? Um, I'm going to go – I think it's, I, I've been a huge Cedric Tillman guy, so I'm not going to mention him. Um, but I also, like, I'm biased toward wide receivers anyway. But uh, I'm going to go Theo Jackson. A guy that was, you know, kind of behind Flowers and McCullough, his, you know, as soon as they got on campus under Jeremy Pruitt and just kind of found his niche at that star position and was a huge factor for Tennessee. Mm -hmm. Had a great season, all SEC performer, probably gets a chance in the NFL because of it. But a guy that's, you know, from the Nashville area was a Tennessee guy. I think he signed in like 2016. So he's been in this program for a long time. Stuck it out and, you know, stuck with Josh Heupel and the staff, and it, it paid off for him. Right. Um, I think he had an, he had a pick six, pick six against Vanderbilt, like 60 tackles on the season. Um, he, he was somebody that, you know, come from being in the two deep for, you know, a guy that other teams had a game plan for. Yeah. So, Theo. Yeah. Theo, Theo had a great year, so. I love, love that one. Um, all right, I also let's, thought let's... Darnell Wright had a phenomenal year. I don't know if we were talking about it, and that's probably a good thing, mm -hmm. but Darnell Wright, I thought, finally looked like a solid SEC tackle. Yeah. Um, I was very impressed with him, especially because, like, yeah, he kind of a mundane 
previous couple years at Tennessee. So, yeah. and Alante, I, I thought Alante really played well. Um, after you know the the BYU games, always going to stick out, but he's just always had those bonehead plays, and he just minimized those this season, and you know probably gets a sh- probably right. gets drafted. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> so let's let's kind of look forward though to twenty twenty two and and the the season that that Tennessee's got uh, ahead <laughs> of them. It's uh, speaking of fun seasons, this one can be really fun because you go to a lot of cool stadiums. Um, you welcome in your your two biggest rivals, arguably, uh, to Neyland. And we talked about how you know the previous schedule, twenty twenty one, sets up good for Tennessee. Uh, I think this one sets up pretty good for Tennessee as well. You get Georgia in the back half of the season. Um, you do get to kind of figure yourself out real early with Pitt, but have some time in between to figure Florida out. So I think just everything sets up really nicely for this team. That doesn't necessarily mean it you know translates to wins automatically, but um, but I, I think 2022 can I think 2022 can kind of avenge some of the the things about 2021 that really pissed you off potentially. Yeah, I mean it's definitely sets up well. You know, Keaton Slovis, I know, went to Pittsburgh, but I, I would much rather face Slovis than Kenny Pickett. Um, it is at Pitt, so that's probably a difference. But, um, you know, with our offense, with getting Cedric Tillman, Hinton Hooker back, you know, you get you add more running back depth with the incoming freshman. I love Justin Williams. Um, I'm already starting up that fan club. I hope it pans out. But that that kid seems like he is excited to be here, and it seems like every day I see somebody just like bragging on him, and he yeah. retweets it. You know, I just think he's he just looks built, um, looks like he could really help Tennessee out, especially fourth and fourth and goal um, would be nice, short yardage guy, um, and also has some speed and run between the tackles. He just. Right. You know, I know he's a really good student athlete as well. So I'm extremely excited for him to add to that running back depth. Florida's at home, and they look rough. You know, I know that um, – God, I can see his face. What's the what's their coach's name again? Billy Napier. Yeah, that's right. I mean, he's got a lot – you know, maybe they just find a way and, you know, somehow always played their best game against Tennessee, but – that place is going to be rocking, and I have a feeling that we sh- should probably get rid of that streak on sep- sure. September 24th. Sure hope so. Sure hope so. And then you get an off week before you go to Baton Rouge. Um, they're starting over two with Brian Kelly. Their starting quarterback is now at Texas A&M, Max Johnson, so they're going to have to replace him. Um, you know, I think that's – it's probably not – Ideal. It's probably not the best draw from your other mm-hmm. opponent in the West, but I don't hate it either. No, certainly uh, don't hate it. And it's a. I talked about good trips. That, that trip to Hans Field should be good, and then a trip to Baton Rouge will be fun. Yeah, you get Kentucky at Tennessee. I had a Kentucky fan say that that street that um, hurdle is gone. That you know them not being able to beat Tennessee in Neyland. I'm like, well. JG kind of gifted you that game. So let, let's yeah, see if it's actually yeah. um, 
and I had somebody that say Will Levis is going to be a first round draft pick. I'm like, in what world? <laughs> yeah, that's questionable. That that's questionable for sure. I mean, if T. Higgins is in a first round draft pick, I know damn well Will Levis isn't. Right. Um, yeah, I, I think it is favorable. Um, you get a lot of guys back, especially offensively. Um, you get your leading receiver, your quarterback, your uh, two of your leading rushers in your quarterback, and Jabari Small. Also, uh, Jalen Wright will be back. Jalen Hyatt, who had some sort of a role, but will probably take over that Bayless Jones um, slot position. And then four of the five offensive linemen. I, I mean, you're going into next year with a winning record and kind of building on on that depth and everything, and you return a lot of right. people, I think that's – you should expect a better season than you did this year. Yeah, no, I, I – yeah, I think you definitely got to gotta build off of 2021. And, um, I mean, a tough schedule. You still have Pitt out of you're conference. You're still in the SEC. Know, you're still in the SEC. Um, South Carolina looks like they're, they're trending better. Missouri always finishes off the season strong, and you get them in November – um, somehow, I don't know, they look like absolute dog crap. And then Eli Drinkowitz figures something out. Um, he didn't against Army. <laughs> fair. fair. <laughs> um, They'll have a new quarterback, yeah. too. Yeah, they will. Um, Georgia's going to lose a lot off their team. Yeah, but that's that'll be – I mean, they'll, they'll just reload, I'm sure. But do we see a different quarterback? You know – I think Brock Vandegrift is probably going to enter the transfer portal. So, I don't know. Yeah. It could be a different Georgia team. Absolutely. Their their Um, lack of development at the quarterback position. I don't see why the hell Arch Manning would want to go to Georgia. Yeah, it's not not look promising so far. I mean, good God. Surely the Mannings are smarter than that. (laughs) Yeah, I doubt he'll end up there. Highly doubt Um, How's the Cutcliffe to Tennessee come along? Have we have we done that yet? I would have. What do you what do you pay him? Like a hundred thousand dollars a year to show up in the building? Yeah, two three times a week in the fall. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> you're paying you paid uh, what's his name two hundred fifty. Do, uh, do film sessions with Hendon Hooker. Do some <laughs> of those. Yeah, and get Arch Manning to Tennessee. That's yeah, my problem. That, that, yeah, that's your main goal. You get a huge, you get a five hundred thousand dollar bonus if you do that. <laughs> Perfect, set it up. Sold, <clears throat> sold, sold, sold. And it seems like Tennessee's going to keep their staff intact, which I think that's that's huge. Get that stability in place, especially along the defensive line. I mean, good God, poor Matthew right. Butler. <laughs> he only, <laughs> I mean, he had like eight defensive line coaches in his time at Tennessee. Yeah. <clears throat> um. Oh. Yeah, I think it is favorable. What's a who's a guy that you need to have a huge off season? A huge off season? Yeah, a guy that maybe didn't have a huge role in this team that needs to have needs to step up and and be big for Tennessee next season. Golly, um, <laughs> I'm sorry so to put you many, on the spot. Well, there's so many positions that need help. It's like who's going to be the 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 guy that starts making the plays and that you really need additional help from. Because, I mean, I feel like the guys offensively, you don't need them to take huge steps. You just need them to produce accordingly. Like the guy like yeah. Hooker, Jabari Small, um, Cedric Tillman, throw in Jalen Hyatt to that mix. Like you just need them 
to kind of continue. I mean, I got to think it's at that linebacker position, but I don't know who to say needs to have a great offseason. Like, I don't know who to put in that category. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I feel like you pick pick anyone at that linebacker position, and I I just don't know a single one that that I'm like he he's next. He's just got to he's got to have a good got have a good got to have a good spring to be in that position. Yeah. I think for me, it's Warren Burrell. You know, you lose Alante Taylor; he's that number one corner. You know, kind of got picked on. He needs to have a big off season um, yeah. to not only solidify his spot. But to prove that, hey, you're not going to pick on me the whole entire season. Um, yeah, I mean, he's definitely going to need to improve to, to avoid that um, and be that. Like you said, you, you are that number one guy. Go be that guy. Don't. Yeah, you got to stop hand fighting, dude. You got to you got to get some picks. You got to make some plays. But hand fighting all the way down the field, you're putting it in the discretion of the officials. And, yeah, you know, being, being in a Tennessee uniform, that's not going to turn out well for you. Yeah, we, we definitely don't need that. Definitely don't um, Okay. Anything biggest else question mark. Well, oh, biggest question mark. Lime, it's Position mark for me. Oh, yeah. Linebackers. 100%. I think there needs, there needs to be a different starter at linebacker. I'm not saying anything bad about Aaron Beasley. You know, maybe he has that. He's that guy that has to have a yeah, big offseason in the weight room and everything. But I, I just think there needs to be, and there needs to be somebody different at safety. I think that's right. probably Christian Charles or Tamari McDonald, but one of those guys have to has to be better than what's there. Agreed. Agreed. I mean, put some put some freaking meat on Jalen McCullough and put his ass at linebacker. <laughs> I mean, he can't be much smaller than Beasley. Pro- probably not. Who's a who's a guy that you know? What's a position that maybe Tennessee has some depth and maybe a starter is you know could potentially lose their position if they don't have a good offseason. Hmm. Golly, is there anyone behind? I mean, oh, that's man. the problem. There's not a lot. Of, you can't really take a. All the starters are kind of there. Like, there's not a lot behind them. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's got to be, be Jalen McCullough. Jalen McCullough, I mean, it's got to be, I mean, Aaron Beasley, but I mean, at the same time, I'm like, who's behind him? Who's who's going to be that guy if he's not? I mean, maybe it's a freshman. Maybe it's a transfer yeah. portal. That, that's another question I got. Well, transfer portal-wise, what's the first position that you're like, hey, we got to go get somebody? I go I go see if I can find another wide receiver in the transfer portal. Like a good – like, I mean, I'm not just giving it to depth. Uh, if that would be your, a, first, your first thing? I think that's a big one. Um, if I can go get a, a speedy guy that's – you know, similar to Devontae Payton, who can just get behind the defense. Because Cedric Tillman's good. He can get behind the defense. Um, but it helps a lot to have another guy on the opposite side. And um, you mentioned Jalen's going to play in the slot. He's not going to be that outside. He can't get off receivers to release or corners to release. Um, so I think I try to find a speedy guy. That's probably not my first call. Um, my first call is to every single linebacker in the transfer portal. Every single one. Um, I Like, you don't need to show me that you're – 
you've performed at, the, at any level. I will offer you if you play the linebacker position in the transfer portal. Um, I mean, that's the biggest need that you need to go address. I think that shores up a lot. Um, but I, I think, yeah, I think to go away from like your needs, just like who I'm looking for next, I'm looking to kind of rein, reinvent the Javante, whatever Javante Payton magic you had. Because um, I think that's a, like who's going to replace his output, I think is a question. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully they're, they're you know, Jimmy Holiday, can he find a niche? Yeah. He did a good job returning kicks the other night. I, I feel like, you know, he's probably next in line after Velas is gone to maybe take over those duties. Um, <laughs> duty. But, I mean, Jimmy Callaway, you didn't see him after the Florida game. Malachi Wadman left. Um, maybe <laughs> Is it a freshman receiver? Is it – Nimrod, is it Squirrel White? Um, God, who are the rest of those? Uh, uh, Caleb Webb. I think Caleb Webb could probably be that guy. You know, I don't know about true freshmen and everything like that. I know that's tough, but he just – he's built different. Right, right. Um, my first my first call would – before the bowl game, it would have been a linebacker. I would have agreed with you. After the bowl game, I'm like, dude, you got to go get a DB or four. Yeah. I mean, like, that was atrocious. Um, And I mean, like, again, you had had to keep sending Kamal Haddon in the game with a (laughs) dislocated shoulder because you didn't have anybody else. Um, I think at one point they had to put Theo Jackson at corner and put um slaughtering at the nickel because they just didn't they couldn't trust anybody else um so yeah i, I think db also think a tackle somebody with experience i think this is another huge offseason for uh jeremiah crawford dane davis you know one of those guys has to emerge or you have to go get a you have to go get a starter somewhere that left a program you got to kind of take a chance on whatever the reasoning of them leaving Right and uh, and find somebody that's serviceable because you can and Tennessee did a good job of, of finding those guys in the transfer portal but um, didn't work out with Juwan Mitchell but you you, right. you need to have somebody at that tackle position or Karon Calvert's got to figure it out yeah I think that's kind of the hope right now is that he does so right absolutely. Um, all right. Well, anything else for 2022? Are you ready to talk Ole Miss? Yeah, I'm good with that. All right. Let's, let's flip over to basketball. Uh, Tennessee is, um, welcoming in Ole Miss tickets as low as $5 right now. Just pull that up. So piss. If you want to go, go. No excuses. Um, Ole Miss is, you know, a team that when you look at Tennessee's, uh, <laughs> 2021 basketball schedule, you're you're kind of writing that one down as a win. Um, one of those games Tennessee needs to needs to win if you're if you want to talk about being in the SEC hunt um, at the end of the season. So this is a this is kind of one of those must wins, especially after getting off to a not ideal start against Alabama last Wednesday night. Yeah, I think they are kind of a. A slower pace team. Um, they do have some smaller guards, so I think it'll be a cool matchup between 
Um, you know, I'm not sure if Kenny Chandler is a go or not. You know, that'll kind of depend um, on protocols and everything like that. I'm not – I haven't really heard. It is only five days now. I don't know if he was exposed or if he had it or who had it yeah. or what. Um, hopefully he's able to go, and that, and that won't be an issue. But um, their guards are 6'1", 6'2", Joiner and uh, Ruffin. Both of those guys are their two leading scorers. Um, so having them two guys against Kenny Chandler, Zakai Ziegler, Muscovy, I, I just think that's a it'll be a fun matchup to watch. They are, I mentioned, kind of slower paced, scoring a lot in the 60s, 70s. You know, they they want to keep mm-hmm. that thing low. I think last year when they beat Tennessee, it was like 52 to 50. Um, yeah. So want to keep that thing slow. Um, which Tennessee can go slow, and if they're wanting to go that slow, I don't see them getting 60 points. Yeah, and, but I, it's going to – that's going to – you mentioned that. That's going to be on Tennessee to really push that pace, um, yeah. not get kind of caught up in that, which I don't think that's really been the case for Tennessee this year, even when they've struggled. Like, going fast it hadn't been the problem. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, that's going to be on Tennessee to really kind of flip the script on them. And like you said, like if you're in a 50-52 ball game, you're playing their game. Well, we know how that worked out last time, so you really right. got to push the pace here and try to score points quickly. Yeah, and Tennessee's just got to shoot the ball better. I mean, mm-hmm. I think they're their own worst enemy right now. Is If they're shooting well, they can be anybody in the country. If they're not shooting well, they can lose to anybody in the country. Um, that, that's just kind of how it's been. And Ole Miss is 30% from three this year. And you're like, oh, that doesn't sound that bad. Tennessee's 32, and I don't think we've – we can all agree that Tennessee hasn't shot well from three. So shooting a little bit better there. They've shot 338 attempts uh, or we have, they've shot 266. So definitely not the Alabama, Auburn, Tennessee kind of style of basketball. Again, kind of keeping it slow. They do have a seven footer. Um, they got some seniors. I think Joiner and their seven footer is a senior. Ruffin is a true freshman. So him and, Seeing him and Zakai Ziegler, that'll just be like the Spider-Man meme of them pointing at each other. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think this – I mean, Tennessee just got to be – they got to be full, fully healthy, and they have to shoot better. And I don't think this will be – this should be a team that they beat and beat pretty soundly. Yeah, you're, you're definitely wanting to get, like you said, Kennedy back. That's going to be huge. Um, but you did – you talked about the size that going to kill Tennessee – which not that Kenny Chandler helps that. John Fulkerson does help that. Um, but size you're not going to see any any more size unless, you know, other than Purdue, than you had with Arizona. No, no, no. Those, that's the lengthiest team he'll play. This team isn't lengthy at all. Uh, they do have a seven-footer um, in Nazir Brooks. But, you know, that's, that's it. Uh, outside of that, I think, uh, I mean, their guards aren't big at all. Um, and I think even even you talk about that that front court, I don't, I don't even think outside of Brooks that they're they're a very tall team. Um, so size does help you. I, I'll say, I mean, depending on kind of the Fulgerson situation, that'll depend on Urosh's um, minutes to, uh, Wednesday night. But I mean, at least he was putting body on body, and you can kind of hope that continues and um, yeah. have some kind of effect in the. That the needs to be his game. like. That's you got to do a little bit of you know self awareness and. Um, and just be like, you know, this is my role. My role isn't to score 10 points and have 10 rebounds. That's not that's not Urosh. Urosh is the piss people off, kind of like Fulkerson, but do it with his body, get rebounds, get offensive rebounds, 
clean up some stuff with with a dunk or two. But yeah, that's that's all you need from Urosh. Um, don't do too much. Brandon Hunley Hatfield, I want to see more of him. I want to see Justin Powell. Hopefully, he's able to take that to heart. That hey, I should have been in that game and I wasn't because I didn't. You know, I had some bonehead plays defensively. Hopefully, he's kind of realized that and and he's able to give full effort on the defensive end to be that guy late in ball games, like he was against Arizona. Um, that Tennessee can rely on to score the basketball, um, hit free throws, hit some wide open shots. Because I, I think he's one of Tennessee. I think he's Tennessee's best shooter, um, and I think he's one of Tennessee's best players. I think he needs to see the floor more. But apparently, if he if he's going to do that, he's going to have to show it on both sides of the ball and not just offense um, from Rick Barnes. So we'll see. I, again, I, I think this is an Ole Miss team that's not very good. They don't have Devontae Shuler anymore, so I think this is a totally different team that. You know, can maybe cause problems, but when you look at their size and their backcourt and look at Tennessee's defense, I don't think Tennessee should have a problem Wednesday night. No, Tennessee's, yeah, Tennessee's definitely got the upper hand in this game. It, it's about just kind of going out and finishing um, finishing it off and taking care of business. Hopefully you have Fulgerson and, and Chandler back. I'm sure you'll find out uh, at least uh, an idea tomorrow where whether that, that is the case, can be the case also, or not. Ole Miss hasn't played a game since the 21st of December. Oh wow! What were their? I missed that. What were their cancellations? They they're uh, they're coming off a loss to Sanford, right? Um, right. And they their game against Florida got postponed. So I did see that. That's right. So they just had that one that was after Christmas break get canceled. So that's where the long yep. lull has been. Um, the only common opponent too that that would have been is Memphis, and obviously that Tennessee Memphis game was canceled. Um, but Ole Miss did win that one, and. Um, not that I mean, we know Memphis is not a phenomenal basketball team, but um, did get a win over a top ranked, a top twenty-five opponent there. So that is under their belt. They have that, but yeah, that they have not played in a while. That's, who was their cancellation? Was it because of Florida? Because of I'm not sure which one it was. I mean, I don't know if it matters. They want to be if it was, you know. Well, I guess not that yeah. long ago, so they probably won't have anybody out. But we'll yeah, find out. Yeah, we need those guys back. Um, mm-hmm. Especially who's after who's after Ole Miss? LSU, and I was going to touch on that too. So that Wednesday night game's at seven, and then we'll be back Thursday night. Um, so we'll recap that and uh, preview Ole Miss or uh, LSU, excuse me. Um, and then Tennessee has LSU Saturday in Baton Rouge. Okay. Yeah, Ole Miss's four losses are to Marquette, Boise State, Western Kentucky, and Sanford. So. Not a ton of great losses in that. Um, and the Western Kentucky game was bad. Yeah. I was watching – who was LSU? See, I thought it was Ole Miss. Now I'm trying to trying to remember. Or was it – LSU was down to Auburn, like 18, 25, something like that at one point. That's what it was. Did you see that game? That was Wednesday night during Tennessee's game. Oh, yeah. They were Dude, down, I think, Auburn's 25 good. at one point. Yeah, Auburn's very good. And then, of course, um, Kessler played like a stud against LSU yeah, or Auburn or LSU, whatever, whoever I'm talking about. One of the teams. Uh, of course, they get Walker Kessler. Of course, they get um, Jabari Smith. I hate Auburn. <laughs> God, I, hate um, Auburn. I hate Auburn in like every sport. Like I cannot stand Auburn. 
See, I used to kind of like appreciate them in football just because of – I still do um, because of kind of their – they do get the better of Alabama. But other than that, yeah, I'm not, not a fan. And they beat they Georgia pretty consistently, so that's nice. Yeah, they can lick my butt. I don't care about them. <laughs> the SEC, cheering for the SEC. No, oh, no, I don't. I don't do that. Let's be let's be clear about that. I don't. Um, <clears throat> I, I, do I will for, say this: I'll cheer, I, I do I'll, bet on a lot of SEC because I like to win money. So if if Alabama is going to be the dynasty that they are, I'm going to win money off of it. So that's fair. That's fair. Get some kind of I, enjoyment out there. There's my betting advice. <laughs> yeah, and I will say uh, LSU. I've always kind of appreciated LSU from afar when they had uh, Edo. But now they have the scumbag Brian Kelly. I'm 100% out on LSU. You all can Family. suck this tiger. <laughs> How long does he last? Oh, he's he's a he's if he can get past year three, like he can have like you know pretty good years. I think he's there mm-hmm. as long as he wants to. Okay. Like I think it I would take like a bigger implosion than uh, less miles. Like he's, he's just so cringe. The the family and the the hype video he did with that quarterback recruit where he's just like I didn't see that one. If, if he hadn't been at a, a highly covered program like Notre Dame before, I'd probably question how fans are gonna accept him. But um he he he's been around the block. So I think I think if he can just kind of get through the first three years of like Jimbo Fisher. Like Jimbo Fisher hadn't had any great like great years at at A and M. He's he's had some solid years um, this year, not so much, but he did beat Alabama in that year. They're going to keep him around as long as he wants to be at A and M. I think that's kind of the situation with Brian Kelly. I'm about to send you this video of him Please dancing. I mean, like it's like good God, it's so bad. <laughs> I think what is funny about the Jimbo Fisher and uh, Brian Kelly hires is we've kind of I mean I've criticized like fan or fans and ads for like always trying to go out and find the next Nick Saban. Like they, they don't accept nine, 10 win seasons. I think LSU and A&M were like, we just need time, nine or 10 win seasons and them to capture that magic every like five years. We don't need a Nick Saban. To, yeah. So credit to them for having that thought. I, I'm. We've seen Notre Dame playing big games. So let's just say Good that. Good God. I mean, not a great start to the Marcus Freeman era. I'll say that. Hey, I don't care. I I love it. And what game cost me? It wasn't that game that cost me my <coughs> a lot. It was Ole Miss. Ole Miss. Matt Corral, you he opted out mid game. He he pulled Antonio Brown, just left. I'm just kidding. I, I thought I thought he died though because everyone was like praying for Matt Corral. Like, you know, <laughs> hate you know, I just hate to see this happen to. to you know. I'm like, guys, he's a football player. They get injured. Sucks. It's like you did play the game. I mean, you chose to play the game. I hate Let's it. Let's get into him. that. Let's get into opt outs. Yeah, we can get into opt outs. I, I hated it for him. Like it sucks, but it's not like the end of the world. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he's a top five pick anyway. Um. So I mean, if he want to go, like, I don't understand the people are like, oh yeah, he sh- he should have never played. I mean, yeah, maybe looking back on it, maybe he's he. he nah. I don't think he regrets it at all. I don't think – But maybe he's like, oh, maybe I did make the right decision, but oh, well, life goes on. Like, I mean, he he gets to go to a better team then <laughs> if he's drafting the first round. So, yeah. I, who, who are we to say that, you know, a kid can't play or a kid right. shouldn't play or a kid should play? Well, that's – and I'm not saying like every player should – like everybody 
all because I think there are some circumstances. This, I hate, and I get it's it's your decision. So like, I'm not saying listen to me, but it's also fair of me to criticize if I. We all have our own opinions. Yeah. I'll say that. Um, but like you, you're on a team. Like it's not. It's it's not about necessarily like always what's 100 best for you like in that scenario like you did prom like you make you make a commitment and like you know you want to talk about bond your your bond with the guys and family like especially a guy like matt corral like dude the kyle the kyle pitts or kyle pitts pitts situation that's why i got kyle pitts in my head the um pit quarterback kenny pickett opted out Okay, whatever. And then the announcers are like wooing over him because they they're like, oh, he's there for his team. He's there for his team. He wanted to be there for his team. The dude's in the press box. Yeah. The team probably didn't even know he was there. It's like, come right. on. So it's he like couldn't I mean, be, that's even it, be on the sidelines. He couldn't even be on the sidelines. Like, you're telling me you're yeah, part but, of that team right at that moment. Yeah, my my thing is like if you're not a first round, like a for sure first round draft pick. Or like you haven't dealt with an injury and you're opting out, I'm like yeah. why? Like what? What are you really helping? Right. When I, like when I was Alante and Cade Mays dealt dealing with injuries. Cade Mays didn't even opt out. He tried to play and just. But that's not. Why not? Why even say opt out? Why not just? First off, if you opt out and you're preparing for your draft and trying to get better, you should at least be practicing with your team. If you're not gonna play the game, oh, I agree. Okay, you need to be there with your team. I'll say that. I, mean, like that I feel very strongly about. What's the difference in you going to the Music City Bowl in the first play you get hurt than you going to the Senior Bowl in the first play getting right. hurt? It's it, you got hurt, right? And and you mentioned like if you're not a guaranteed first round, like some of these guys, it's not like you're signing big contracts day one. Even that signing bonus isn't huge. It's like if you go down day one of the NFL and you're down, like that's it. You lose a lot yeah. of that money. So it's like nothing's promised. Nothing's ever promised. Nothing's ever guaranteed. Um, except you do get what is guaranteed is like you do get. I don't know. I feel like a lot of people try to equate sports to like their everyday go with things, and it's just not the same. And I know the NFL is a business, but there's still so many elements in the NFL that is so different than a normal business. Like it's just not the exact same. So I just feel like if you can play, you need to play. And the opt out thing, I'm like just. Say you're not available for the game, <laughs> like you're, like I, Kane Mays. For all we know, and I'm not spreading a rumor. I'm not saying this is true. For all we know, Kane Mays could have been like, I'm opting out, but like I just can't. It's not that I'm opting out of the game. I'm just I can't play. Like he could have decided that three weeks ago, yeah. and they just announced it as a game, a normal game time. Smart of him to not opt out, in my opinion. I think it's a better look, but I just don't get why the the need. I feel like everything has to just be announced now. So like the Commitment. It's all started with a recommitment and or decommitment and commitment tweets. Top, top fifty four. Top twenty five. <laughs> yeah. And then you now you're getting transfer tweets and um, I'm opting out of transfer. I'm going back. I'm hitting the transfer portal. I'm going. I've, I've got a commitment video for my new team. It's like they, I feel like there's just this. It's the culture of like needing to announce that you're doing it, which I guess we oh, get yeah, to talk it's, about. It's it. so thank you for thank you for doing that. We wouldn't have anything to talk about if you didn't. So thank you for that. But it's just like it's feeding that announcement thing is is while the opt-out has come about. Because, like, Matt Corral could have decided to opt-out, but he may have done it differently. Like, he may have said, gone up to game time like it was. And he just played, 
it's it's a I don't know the opt out thing. The bottom line, I think, just the the, the announcement of opting out is just so stupid. Yeah, it's so dumb. I I agree with that. If you're, I mean, I don't know. You can do the, you're declaring for the NFL like you're not coming back your senior year. You can do that fine, but do it after the season. That's you don't have to do yeah. it before a bowl game. <laughs> well, it's got to be tweeted out. It's got to get the, <coughs> the likes. It's just it's um yeah. It's, like I I I do think Cade Mays. You know he apparently he tried to play. Um, I'm sure he did. I, I like I said. Yeah. I'm just saying he could have done that. I'm sure. Right. In, in this world where opt out, it's popular to opt out. I can't imagine he didn't. If he well, if like, he wasn't if, practicing, we would have hear we would have heard about it anyway. Yeah. Right. Right. So, but I, no, I, I think the the opt out thing is um, it's just weird. That's the I feel like that's the my biggest take on it is it's just it's weird. Yeah, and those people that are just like all about like oh Matt Corral caused himself to lose money. I mean, dude, he's making plenty of money at Ole Miss anyway. So yeah, and and another thing is it's like I someone tweeted out I can't remember. It's like you can't you can't tell people to not criticize people for like like people I'm sure would tell me how people have tweeted it's like you can't criticize them for doing what's best for them okay well matt corral did what he thought was best for him and he probably like you said he probably doesn't regret it so you definitely can't criticize him yeah we can't criticize people opting out so i mean i heard i heard somebody call it an expensive decision that he made and it's not gonna be as expensive as antonio brown's decision today did you see this he needed did, eight more catches to unlock three hundred thirty-three thousand three hundred thirty-three dollar bonus. Mm. He need fifty-five receiving receiving yards to get another three hundred thirty-three thousand dollar bonus. He also needed one more touchdown to unlock another thirty-three thousand three hundred thirty-three dollar bonus. Jeez, man. God, I mean that's that's a meal. <laughs> Well, I was gonna, I was gonna say for the uh, before you said that, what was it? Mm. Oh, I was gonna say I'd rather my quarterback make the business decision Matt Corral did than my quarterback make my quarterback make the deci- uh, business decision not to jump on a loose football in the middle of the game. I'll say that. Who did that? Oh, Cam Newton in the Super Bowl. Oh yeah, <laughs> business decision. Oh business my god, he, he went back to Carolina thinking. Oh, dude, I'm going to turn it around again. They <laughs> got benched for Sam Darnold. <laughs> but yeah, I'd, I'd rather I'd rather that business decision be made. Antonio Brown, I don't want a part of any business decisions he's ever made. <laughs> that video was awesome, though, so thank you. We salute you, Antonio Brown, for giving us. We're going to talk about our favorite moments, best moments. I don't know how you want to do it. 2021 later, thank you for giving me one for 2022 when we do this a year from now. I greatly appreciate it. Antonio Brown. All right, let's get to that. Buccaneer. Since we uh, kind of well, pushing time here. Yeah, we'll go uh, college football playoffs real quick. We'll just recap those games because we didn't talk about them. We briefly talked about Georgia and Florida a little bit throughout this episode. Um, but you had the um, – I'm going to forget what bowl games they played in. Uh, Alabama and Cincinnati in the Cotton Bowl. I do know that. Um, mm-hmm. I Dude, hats off to Cincinnati. I mean – I thought they could have been more aggressive given the nature of the, the situation, but I thought Cincinnati played just as good as any other playoff team that has played Alabama. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I agree. Um, you know, they look deserving of it. I know they didn't cover anything like that, but I mean, I didn't really expect them to. And, but I will say this against Al, uh, Alabama. Were they kind of vanilla? Because I feel like they could have run the ball the same play with Brian Robinson and beat him by 40. Yeah. I mean, he averaged I mean, I, like eight yards a carry. Yeah. I mean, I, I felt like maybe. I mean, may, that may be the case. I'm not willing to say no because <laughs> it certainly looked like they could impose their will at any moment. But, yeah, I mean, I – They did look different without John Mechie throwing the football. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I felt like I felt like Cincinnati's, like especially the front seven, played decent considering everything. But, yeah, I mean, they may have been able to do that. I'm not – again, not willing to say no. And then, like – I mean, they were just outmatched, and that's everybody oh, yeah. against Alabama. So, it, they, they, I will say this: they looked a lot better than Notre Dame. In, yeah, in the college football playoffs. So, oh yeah, what's Notre Dame in the BCS New Year's Six bowls like? Owen thirty-one. No, that's not real. No, I'm looking it up. Say, please say I. I didn't. I'm, I'm going to look this up while we talk about the um, absolute just. What are we calling it? A clowning? Uh, yeah, I, mean, I told you that the last time we did a show that Michigan does exactly what Georgia wants them to do. Yeah. They don't go fast. They try to run it at you. And they don't have a great quarterback. So that leads to disaster, and it, it did. Okay, I, I – not 0-31. They would have had to play in every single BCS Bowl. And not that this is good, but it is. they are 0-8 in BCS New Year's Six Bowls. 0-8, okay. 0-8. Why not say and, and if I read this right, I'm opening up the article now. That was the headline. 0-10 in major bowls. I don't know what a major bowl is outside of the BCS New okay. Year's Six. God, they're so bad. Yeah. I mean, it, dude, does that not – so I guess the call anytime they're on the bubble now, you gotta pull up that stat and be like, guys, we cannot put them in. Right. Yeah. That's uh mm. they're terrible. They're awful. Really bad. Um right now, just real quick, do you think Alabama or Georgia wins it? Alabama. I did a parlay. Alabama, Georgia, Alabama. So you did a parlay. What do you mean? The so I did an Alabama future to win the national championship, and then Alabama to win playoff, Alabama to win, or Georgia to win playoff. Oh okay. games. Yeah, yeah. So how much does that pay out? I'd have to go look. It, I only put like five bucks on it. Okay. It was probably like thirty. 40, yeah, like yeah, it's not, it's not, it's not a huge payout. Not even. I put my free bet on Alabama to win it, so we'll see. Georgia looked good. I, I, I will give them that. They looked a lot better than they did against Alabama the first time. But uh, I don't know. It's just, but they Kirby Smart they losing Michigan games and play Alabama. So it, yeah, it's Kirby Smart 
losing games, you know, big games, you know, the Mark Rick sickness, it looks like it's carrying over to Kirby Smart. <laughs> um, and it's just Alabama. Like, it's hard to <laughs> – if, if you lose, like, you take that. Nine times right. out of ten, you take that. Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. Um, um, let's, oh, best sorry. moments? Yeah, let's get into 2021 real quick recap. Um, fun year in sports. So I've, I've got I've got all Tennessee uh, except for one. So um, I don't know kind of what your what your moments are if they're all sports. I don't, I don't know what route you went, but I'll start off with my non-Tennessee one first. The Atlanta Braves winning World Series. Happy for all my Braves fans, friends, which are a lot of them. Um, it also felt like like the Braves aren't one of my teams, but so many of my friends are Braves fans. Um, it yeah. felt like I kind of got over a hurdle too with my sports teams. So it was nice. Yeah. Thank you, Braves fans. Yeah. And kind of beating the Dodgers and the Astros. That's insane. Yeah. Seven game series. So yeah, good for the Atlanta Braves. Good for their fans. Um, mine is college world series, Tennessee punching their ticket. That was so much fun. It was so good. It was so great to be a part of it. Um, maybe I, I mean, I was in the stands for the majority of the season, so I would assume that would count as being a part of it. But, uh, yeah, it was just so much fun to watch them. Um, like the 2020 season, you saw what could have been, and then for them to, you know, not so just grind and get to that next season and get to that point was, you know, huge for that program. Mm. And, uh you know, it it just seems like Tennessee is going to stay in the national um, light when it comes to ten, when it comes to college baseball with uh, Tony Vitello and that group of guys. They got a lot coming back, so I'm excited about that for 2022. But yeah, 2021 was the Drew Gilbert Grant walk off Grand Slam, and yeah, then that's what I've got. You know, them a few days later just punching their ticket to the College World Series. Yeah, I've got so for for baseball, I've got the the right state walk off. I mean, just what a freaking moment! Um, then I've also got sweeping LSU, and okay. then them coming back for the super regional. That was, I mean, to see LSU fans so freaking mad about it. it oh was yeah, awesome. that was worth it all. Yeah, I think the a, best the best game that I too. intended that I attended in person was the Max Ferguson walk off against Arkansas. Yeah, yeah, that was a big moment. Big and moment. Then Evan Russell's three home run game against Vanderbilt was huge. So much fun. I mean, it, okay, I, I would take that back. I think that game is the most because it was unbelievable. He he hits yeah. his first two, and then that next one comes off the bat, and you're like, oh no way, no way. <laughs> and then everybody just went nuts when it cleared the fence. <clears throat> So, yeah, a lot of fun. Um, man, I'm trying to think of another moment. Uh, I had um, I had Kivet getting tossed. Love that moment. Everyone loved that moment. <laughs> I think it would be unfair to leave that out. God bless. Lost my pen. It's gonna drive me nuts. Um, I love that man. It, it would be uh, wrong for me to leave him out just because he he took a. Good for him. Great position as an assistant coach, not volunteer assistant at Houston. But can't leave him out of that getting tossed uh, in the 
fourth inning against Texas. Yeah. Um, and getting his money's worth after. So when you get tossed, you might as well get your money's worth. Yeah, I think one of mine is just being back in Neyland Stadium. Yes. Um, with the light show, I think the Ole Miss game, I just really – like we all just got to experience what Neyland can be. And that was – I know I, the game didn't turn out as good as we wanted it to be, but the whole atmosphere before and everything was electric. Yeah, I, I had I had the Ole Miss game specifically. Like for the fans, that home yeah. game – just that's an incredible experience. Yep. Incredible experience. Be nice to win one of those someday. Yep. Be nice. Um, I also Maybe don't want to leave out bass. Yeah, for real. Don't leave out basketball in 2021. Uh the win over Kansas and Thompson Bowling Arena. Man, was that fun. Number uh 15 Kansas. God, yeah. that was good. I mean the, the Arizona game. It yeah, was a that lot was 2021. Of fun. You're right. Yeah. To be a part of and be in the stands for that, but I mean, it's just kind of a blur almost. Yeah. Like from when COVID started in 2019 to <laughs> – Well, 2020. Or, or 2020 yeah. yeah, it was, it was early <laughs> 2020. Um, I mean, it's felt like it's been four or five years. Yeah, I know, right. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, that's kind of all I got for – Yeah, that, that's it for me too. So let's, uh, let's jump into our uh... – most important of the week, fail of the week, and let's wrap this up and get to Montana. Montana. Um, I know. Listen. I know this real quick. Fail, maybe. I know this season finale of Yellowstone is going to suck. Is it two hours or is it just an hour? I don't know. If it's just an hour, it's really going to suck. Yeah, I, I'm I sorry to be mean. It's just. I agree. Um. Most important, I'm going to go. Jackson Smith Jigba in the Rose Bowl. First of all, that Rose Bowl was phenomenal. Yes, it was. So much fun. Um, Utah, you know, I was kind of nervous going in. I didn't know the Ohio State opt-outs and who was playing, who wasn't playing. Utah just kind of being undermanned in the Pac-12. But, uh, yeah, just an electric game. But uh, the receiver for Ohio State had 16 – or 15 receptions, 347 yards, and three touchdowns. No Damn. defense. Yeah, none. Which made it more fun. Thank you. Absolutely, yeah, Rose Bowl. Who needs defense? Absolutely. Nobody. Not even Nick Saban anymore. <laughs> um, I've got uh, my first uh, or my only most important of the week. At the uh, Cotton Bowl, someone had gotten the phone number to the press box, and apparently they kept calling and – one said he was Luke Fickle and Alabama was dumb to run slants against the Cincy secondary. The other caller said Nick Saban, not nice names, um, is what was tweeted. So <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Why is there a – like, what is the phone in the press box for? And, like, how does – I wonder – that guy – so we got tagged in that tweet. I um, I just don't get the whole situation. I love that it happened. I'm, I'm glad that it happened. I just would like to be clear about what is the phone in the press box for – who can hear it? Like, is this guy the only who, one with who access to it? it? <laughs> that too. I, I guess it's a quiet because no one's cheering for the team. Up is this somebody's job to answer that random phone in there? I guess. I, I'm so confused. So, whatever. Um, That's awesome. Oh, yeah, Xavier Jackson tweeted um, tweeted that to us. Yeah, that's that's awesome. 
<laughs> Again, I love that habit too. I have no clue why. Yeah. <laughs> I'm confused about so many details, yeah. but I love it. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. Um I don't have any more most importance. That's it for me too. I've just got a fail left. Besides Antonio Brown, I'll leave him out of it. <laughs> he left himself out. <laughs> Fair. Um what was it at? Oh, Music City Bowl. First of all, we're never going back there again. If they never. try to invite us, we say no. We'd rather just not play in a bowl game at that point. Um, I mean, the freaking end zones. First of all, you're going to have – it takes all of us around the actual field. <laughs> and you can't even, like, make an end zone look like it. Like, like it looks like crap. It looks bad. And how does the the tax layer bowl does it perfect? They can do um, checkerboards, right? I, I don't understand why why they can't do that. Number one, or just make it if you're going to do Nashville, fine, make it orange, but don't have the Titans logo just bleeding through it. That looks awful. It looks like a yeah. bad tattoo cover up. Yeah, it's it, it, it. Look, I'm a big critic of that. It's it looks terribly stupid. Um, if someone on the grounds crew would like to explain it to me and explain to me how you paint over it green before the Titans game, but can't paint over it green and then paint over it again, would it look good? Maybe there'd be green showing through. Would it look better than the Titans logo faintly showing through? Yes. I mean, so, it just looked. It's bad. And, and then the tickets and everything. It was just like a. And then we got screwed in it. So, and we've—that's the second time we've gotten screwed in it. So, no, I'm—I'm right. I'm anti Music City Bowl. I'm with it. you. Boycott, boycott the Music City Bowl. It sucks. It's—it's it's not fun at all. You're—you're you're no. welcome. I'm glad we supported. We freaking ran up the. Um, you know, we paid for their roads and open up another honky tonk or something downtown <laughs> with all the money that Tennessee poured into it this weekend. But yeah, we're, we're never doing it again. Never going back. No, we're out. We're out. Um, I've got um, my only fail here is on South Carolina. The university of South Carolina tweeted out a video. Um, it, the, the caption is passing passion unites us game day and every day. And it's like just a video of like, it's like a promo for athletics and the university. And one of the shots in it is Isaiah Hicks at the 2017 NCAA National Championship for North Carolina celebrating. <laughs> and it's oh, in yeah. a South Carolina it's in a South Carolina video that was tweeted out in early November and has not been taken down yet. How Can you, you not only that? yeah, how you not only get the wrong guy, but also get the wrong guy on the like from team. your rival team. I'm I pretty sure they happens. beat South Carolina in that final four, in that right? season oh that's probably what it was from and whoever cut it is just too stupid to notice oh. don't quote me on that but that's my opinion so that's my fail south carolina but yeah i'll send this to you love it also oklahoma state was an inch away from the college football playoff let's just remember that <laughs> and then they beat notre dame so i mean they had the resume they were just that close uh so the tweet had been deleted, but why do why do those not go away? Like when it says the tweet's been deleted, but I guess they just keep it up now. They're like keep, Twitter's keeping receipts now. 
They live forever. Cancel culture, baby. <laughs> it's the opposite of cancel culture. They're keeping it around. They're like, you get to live with this bad take. Yeah, but they're giving in to cancel culture. Like, you can still, like, <laughs> see it. Oh, interesting. Oh, I need cancel culture one last time for Nick Saban. I'll leave the charge. You just give me the give me the ammo. Give me the ammo. I just hate how he doesn't age too. Like, why can't he just like? <laughs> he's, he's not too human. old. Yeah. No, he's not. Um, guys, that's all we got. Enjoy the season finale of Yellowstone. Hopefully, it's better. You got anything else? No. Happy New Year, guys. Enjoy it. Hope did, uh, did Navy Shuler give you that shirt? No, he didn't. But uh, this is a Goodwill find. Um, ah. So yeah, it's nice, dude. It's good, good soft material too. Okay, nice. I like yeah. it. Um, guys, that's all we got. We'll Good be ears. back Thursday. Thursday. We're bringing the boat in, and we out.